0: lead podcast i'm your host amy singleton and as a child of the 80s i'd love to say queens rule but they don't queens lead. being a queen means you are worthy to be a leader of people the guests on our show do exactly that they are leading the way in their businesses families and communities they're taking their rightful place in the spotlight leading and inspiring the developing queens in all of us welcome to the queen's lead podcast Welcome everybody back to another episode of the Queen's Lead Podcast. Today we are so blessed to be joined by Amanda Upton, owner of Paint It Pretty. She's a wife, she's a mom, a business owner, and so much more. Welcome Amanda. Hi, thanks for having me. This is gonna be so much fun. I'm so excited. So Absolutely, excited. I feel it's yes. vibe already, already. I know, so. I know. I,
1: I, I have lots of energy, so <laughs> I love um, it. Me too. Who's Amanda? <laughs> tell the audience who are you. Well, I am a mom of three boys. I'm a wife to Jason, and I am a former for, for, former school teacher. That's uh, kind of where my business came about. Okay. Um, should I just go ahead and tell you a little bit about that? Yeah, like tell us okay. about
0: that. I, I want to know.
1: So um, when I first started teaching, I um, would tutor kids after school, and that just got to be such a pain. I love the kids, but whenever school day was over, I was done with the day. I didn't want to continue tutoring and all of that. So um, I went back to my roots and started painting things. I just painted random things. It was kind of in the era of like painted toms. You remember when painted toms and things like the that? The shoes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Like yeah. A decade yeah. ago. Yes. So yeah. I started there and just started painting different things. And then my friend owns a showplace market. Okay. And more and um, it was right when she's like opened up, and I had a little booth space there. And one day we tried a paint glass. Um, with kids one afternoon on a Saturday. And it was awesome. And one thing led to another. And I started doing paint classes and painting things. And it just got to be really big. So now I do fundraisers, private parties, open classes. And then I do a ton of custom orders all the time. So I was juggling both. And it just got to be where I couldn't do both. So we had to make a choice. And I guess this is my third year of not teaching. It was right before COVID.
0: So we had What a decided, time. Uh,
1: exit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so uh, we decided, my husband and I, that if we had saved enough money that I could cover like my yearly salary, which, you know, isn't much. So that wasn't very hard to do.
0: <laughs> Done. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. Wait. Um, then I could resign from teaching and then we'd have some sort of cushion in case something happened. Well, mm-hmm. something did happen. Uh And we lost like 90% of our business because I know um, most of my stuff was like classes that I would teach like four or five Mm. nights a week. And I didn't hardly do any custom orders back then. And we had to pivot. Like we didn't know what to do, you know, like what can we do to make money since I can't do paint classes? So we did like uh, paint kits, you know, because everybody was at home. So we put together paint kits and then um like i would do live videos for them to paint with me we just did whatever we could and then i just focused on like custom orders and just pushed that and now that uh life's kind of back to normal i now have both so i have paint classes and probably about 50 custom orders going at all times so wow nice. i know
0: it's Pivot. crazy, crazy. It's like i know the friends <laughs> episode you did it though without demolishing yes. yes. the couch
1: yes i know gosh but it was tough, I will say the last two years have been super tough, but I'm, I'm super passionate about what, what I do and my husband supports me a million percent. So it was easy to be able to pivot with him behind me and make it a change. So yeah. that's just so a little did, you bit teach, about me.
0: did you teach art? I did not, I taught,
1: I know it's the craziest thing. Like I didn't wanna like teach art because I don't wanna teach like the history of art Mm -hmm. because that's kind of what you have to do if you're an art teacher, like teach the history of all that stuff. I just want to paint all day long. You know, I don't want to, you know, have to teach anybody that kind of stuff. So, um, I taught, uh, my first, I taught sixth grade. I went down to third grade and then ended up in first grade, my last five years of teaching. So we did a lot of art, but I didn't like, you know, full on teach art as a
0: class. Mm -hmm. So you said you went back to your roots of painting and art. Right. What is what happened before you became a teacher and moved through well, to art again? A little story. So, growing up,
1: um we added on to our house and the extra bedroom just happened to be my bedroom, and as they were putting the sheetrock up and things, I asked my parents not to like texture the walls, um mm-hmm. just leave them flat. Where I could do just doodle on it all the time, draw, paint, whatever. And so they allowed me to do that. And oh, wow, um, I know. So that's it was, so my, rare. I can't I imagine most moms <laughs> going,
0: Yeah, sure, go nuts. Yeah, that's so wonderful. So
1: it was an entire wall of just art and drawing. And my, my friends would come over and just doodle stuff, write notes. It was, I wish I could have cut it out and kept it forever because it was yeah. precious. And then we moved and same thing, like I asked them to do, and it was a bigger wall and it was just so much fun. And I've always had a real steady hand, like painting and everything. Um, And so I don't really know, life just happened. You know, I went to college and um, started my life and had kids and life just happened and I got away from all that, but I just needed an escape, you know, and another way to make some sort of supplement income and it just kind of blew up. So now yeah. we're a decade in and here we are. So here we
0: are. Yeah. Wow. So what are some of the biggest challenges been? I mean, obviously COVID was a challenge. Yes. It sounds like you've committed I mean, through that really well, but coming from the private sector as a teacher, I, I came from a nursing. So right. I was like business, what networking, what I, what, I don't know what to do with this stuff. What, what was know, the big challenge you faced coming from that private sector into business ownership?
1: I, I don't know. Uh, my dad's always been self-employed. So I guess like that side of it has always been part of our family. So it wasn't that big a deal to me to have to do all those things. You know, I kind of okay. saw him have to do like every part of that through his business. And so it was just natural for me to be able to do that for mine. Um, I will say, you know, in the beginning, 10 years ago, Facebook was a completely different game. You didn't have to play a game, really. You know what I mean? Like you could just post something, everybody saw it. And now it's just a game of what words to use, what not to use, when to post, when not to post. I feel like that's the biggest challenge for me is to stay current with all of that kind of stuff. Like it's my least favorite part of the job, I will say. I mean, I like the interaction with my customers because, you know, they all interact. It's pretty great. But it's just coming up with all of that. And posting pictures and when to post, how it's just a mess. But that's probably
0: my least favorite part
1: and my hardest thing to deal with on on a daily basis. So,
0: yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's challenging. It's hard Mm -hmm. to wear all of those hats.
1: It truly is. It truly is. And then be like everybody thinks you're available twenty four seven, and you're not. You know, that's yeah part of it too. I'm not a robot.
0: (laughs) You're not. I know, I know. Sometimes
1: I feel like they think I am, but yes.
0: So you host classes. Tell us a little more about Paint It Pretty and what it looks like now after COVID. Right. Um, So when I first started, I would do Canvas
1: because that was the thing. But my classes were different because I would uh, stencil everything onto the canvas before the class. So you weren't coming in blind and having to follow me step by step. And being a school teacher, you know, everybody learns differently. So I didn't want to have. I wanted to stay away from like group teaching and having them follow along with me. I wanted to be a more self-paced class. You do you, you know, if you want to change the colors, change the colors. Um, and those little things like, I think make me unique in the fact that they're able to do that and they don't have to follow the, the group, I guess. Yeah. Um, so everything was already pre central. Then I would, I just walk around the entire class and make sure that you're doing what you need to do like what the next step is and if you need help sometimes I'll just tell you to get out of your seat and I'll sit down and (laughs) fix it for (laughs) you. so I'm super hands-on I love um I mean after you've been to one class you're like my best friend um I create those connections almost immediately it's just part of my nature and how I was raised I don't know it just comes natural to me to create those bonds instantly so I think that's just the difference and um my classes and other paint classes it's a more hands-on approach so if you're having trouble I'll step in and help you or guide you or give you you know direction or whatever but um also in that I try to push you as far as I think you can go like like people are like I can't paint I can't do that and I'm there to tell you yes you can you can do it yeah (laughs) anybody can do it if you mess up we'll just paint over it it's not a big deal yeah
0: happy little accident
1: like exactly 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 So. Um, So do people come to you or do you go to them? Both. So I hold um, private parties, which um, is probably about 50%, 60% of my business. Um, You know, two or three nights a week, I'm doing private events, either at a business or at a home or whatever. And then I hold open classes. Um, I started, my first paint class was at a friend's boutique in Shawnee, Oklahoma. And I still have friends from that class that come paint with me now. A decade later. They still 10 years later, they're (laughs) still coming back.
0: Oh my gosh. That's awesome.
1: Yes. Yes. It's so crazy. I mean, they just love it as much as I do and created those friendships. And now like they can't stop coming. So um I do open classes a few nights a week a month. Those are a little harder to fill because of course you have to do all the marketing and all of that. And that's sometimes, you know, hard to do. And then I do a lot of fundraisers too, for different events, mostly okay. like softball and baseball teams or football teams, yeah. like that kind of stuff. So
0: okay. Here
1: squads. And yeah. Where is
0: your location?
1: So I travel. So I just, um, I created a little studio in my home for me to paint here. But I travel to you. So I'm like a mobile paint party.
0: Um, oh, okay. Yes,
1: yes. So I have all the supplies and then I bring them to your location, either at
0: a restaurant, your business, home, wherever. So. Gotcha. Okay. So not a brick and mortar. Nope. But no, we're going to have to trying- edit this out. No. Hold on just a second. My son is home. <laughs> oh my <You're> gosh. Sorry, <laughs>
1: team. You're going to need to edit this out. <laughs> okay. Oh my gosh.
0: I didn't go to the office today because they're about to start renovating over there and it's loud, but you know, 180 pound Great Dane, two teenage boys. You're whatever. fine. You're can fine. Edit. Exactly. <laughs> Life. Okay. Life. Exactly. Like whatever. Mm-hmm. We're moms, we're dog moms. Exactly. Exactly. Business owners, all those things. Maybe don't yeah. edit that out. Okay. People, <laughs> right. <we are>. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe let's just keep the shit it. real. <laughs> I'm making it. I'm making
1: faces in the video while you're doing your thing. Yeah, exactly.
0: i try to get everyone to like do like the anchor man. <laughs> uh, uh,
1: uh, uh, we can have
0: really good uh outtakes right <laughs> <laughs> anyway um so um so you travel to no, the see, location have of where everybody wants.
1: Uh, now i have a teenager at the door
0: oh nice <laughs> come on
1: in kid i know right hey pal uh, you're you're okay i'll talk to you in a minute okay okay
0: mom life it's exactly
1: fine. exactly
0: we got this that's exactly. so funny but and so talk about now you said when you first started you were on canvases is that what you're typically mm-hmm. painting on now again okay, or are these so like good wood good because we can hang tangents okay so yeah, yeah so
1: i started that and then I don't remember I want to say it was like seven years ago we did um one paint class it was for Christmas um doing uh, stockings like wooden stockings to hang on your front door and we did that and I was like oh my gosh this is what I want to do like screw the canvas I want to do the door hangers and really back then nobody was doing that and so it was kind of nice and it was a huge hit and every class would fill up and we would do lots of different things and then it became where I was doing a little bit of both and then I switched to just all wood um, I'll do canvases for like kids' birthday parties and stuff, but okay. I don't do any canvas anymore for paint classes. It's strictly yeah, people want wood. Give
0: the people what they yes, want. We want to exactly. hang stuff, cute stuff yeah. on our doors. <laughs> exactly. You could only, you, only have, you know, a little bit of wall space to hang
1: crazy canvases. So
0: exactly. Yeah. So like, I'm sure like as it changes monthly, it's going by the season just mm-hmm. ahead of time yep. so that we can oh, have yeah. something yeah. fresh every time. <laughs> I know. That's
1: a hard part too, is like staying, you know, two seasons ahead of everybody else. Like I'm already on Christmas in my head and we're yes. just now getting to summer. So yeah, trying right. to stay ahead of the trends and figuring out what those trends are and that kind of stuff. So yeah, it's a whole different world. It's not just painting. <laughs> yeah, for All sure. The things. There's so much more to it, but I enjoy it and it's my passion. So it's so you Do really all, Do
0: you do all this on your own or have you had to hire some team I members over do, the years? I do. I would love to
1: hire somebody, but I'm kind of
0: a control freak. And since I built this from the ground up, it's kind of
1: hard to let any of that go. Um, sometimes I'll hire my kids, my older ones to help do things um, and I pay them by the hour, but they don't really enjoy it. So it's not really fun. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> well, you make have... it, you know... Go ahead. You're good. Do you do you have aspirations to, um, you know, to grow this and maybe have additional locations or I do, franchise um, or something expand. like that? I,
1: again, like it's just hard for me to let go of that control because I've had a hundred percent control throughout yeah. the years. Uh, my husband helps a lot um, behind the scenes. Like he does all the shipping for me and. Different things like that, that I really hate to do. He'll do that for me. But as far as hiring somebody, I would love to, it's just, I need to let go.
0: That's more a therapy session than anything else for like us, a, isn't it? Uh, yeah, I know, right?
1: Um, it's more of just, uh, I don't know, it's it's my baby. And so it's hard to give any of that control over to somebody else. But yeah, I'm, I, sure. I'm at that stage where like, I have to hire somebody or I'm not going to grow anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. You've only got that so point. many hours. Yes. Two hands. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You're exactly right. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you told me a little about uh, a nonprofit you were involved with just before mm-hmm. COVID. And unfortunately it's been kind of shut down since then, but tell right. us about uh, the Sparrow Project and what, what that serves.
1: So the Sparrow Project is for um, special needs kids that are, have graduated high school and still want to participate in the things that kind of like they did in high school, cooking classes, exercise classes, um, painting classes. They do all kinds of stuff. Every week there's something new. Um, and I was involved in the painting class portion of it. And we would do different things each month with them. I think it's like a group of 20 to 25 each month. And you know they range from like 18 to 30 year olds. And, uh-huh. um, again, you know, kids are a passion of mine as well. Um, so it was fun to be able to participate in that and help them and get to know them and all of that. So I do miss that for sure, but that's through, um, they're, they're located in more and they, um, I think they strictly work with like more public school, uh, graduates. That,
0: okay. So. And so what was your involvement with them? Painting a painting class?
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Each month we would do a painting class on Fridays, And, um, it was so much fun. We just had a blast and it was just things that they could, you know, be successful at, but I was also there to help and guide and do all that. So
0: yeah, super
1: fun organization to be a part of and met some, a ton of friends and, um, still friends with them today. So, yeah.
0: That's such a need for those students who were involved. There's, there's not a whole lot for them to be Mm -hmm. involved in after that. Right.
1: Right. So
0: to be a part of that, it must have been very fulfilling.
1: Yeah. It truly was, truly was.
0: Yeah. So what else? What else do you want the world to know about Amanda?
1: I don't know. Um, I don't know. I just uh, thought it would be fun to share my story with everybody. And um, I don't know. I don't know. But maybe, uh, I don't know.
0: <laughs> part, like, I'm just like, ah!
1: I don't know what to say. That's um, all
0: right. <laughs> yeah. Talk about when, really, tell us about your teaching career and kind so of I, how fulfilling that was and really what I, I there's a lot of talk here lately. And I right, mean it right. may be unpopular, but let's just call it out. Teachers are unhappy.
1: Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And that was part of the problem too. You go to school every day and see your friends, and everybody's just so uh, you know what I'm saying? Just yeah, we make it through another day, and the negativity was just overwhelming. And that's not who I am. So it was really hard to go to school every day and listen to everybody complain about everything that's going on and still try to stay happy. But kids definitely are my passion. I love, 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 love teaching kids, being around kids They're That's my jam. But being in that setting where I had a boss and, you know, so much paperwork and um, just the hoops you have to jump through for kids that need um you know, more attention or different needs to be met and things like that. There's a lot behind the scenes that go on there too. That isn't fun. And um, it was an easy choice for me to get out of that profession just because the pay is just not worth what you put into it. Yeah. And it's still's your joy for sure. It truly does be in that environment and that negativity and that kind of stuff, because everybody's there to be with the kids. I mean, basically. And when you're not, that's not at the forefront anymore. It's hard on a daily basis to get through that. So um, it definitely helped my mental wellness to get out of that profession, but I do miss the kids. And so I enjoy like doing birthday parties and things like that, um, paint classes. You, said, you but- mentioned
0: the kids not being at the forefront. What, mm-hmm. what has happened in our education system that has caused that to be pushed to the back burner, do you think?
1: I don't know. I think it's just all turned into political stuff you know what i mean i mean uh i don't know everybody's trying to i don't know i don't i I really do not know um you know we can't please the parents um that's i think that's where the shift happened when you know schools were afraid were became afraid of parents basically and Mm. took the parents side over the teacher's side and Certain situations, and that's I think that's where we're losing everything. There's no, there's no backing when it comes to your support system in a school. So, Mm.
0: was that a change um, that you saw from the beginning of your career to the end? Absolutely, probably the Uh, biggest change. I, one hundred percent,
1: yes. The fact that everything is the teacher's fault and parents aren't willing to take responsibility for their kids' actions is a huge part of the problem. Hmm. Yeah.
0: Hmm.
1: Like there's, you know, it gets to the point where you're like, why do I even call home anymore? And they're just going to blame me or have an excuse for their kids. So I don't know. I don't know. I think technology has a lot to do with it too. They become the babysitter in, you know, and there's not a lot of parent kid involvement anymore. So I feel like that's part of the problem. They're being raised by technology and not their parents. And the parents are just the friend. And so they don't want to take responsibility for their kids actions. And that's it's really frustrating when you call home to talk to a parent about a kid and they're not willing to accept it. So,
0: yeah, I can't imagine.
1: Uh-huh. And then your, you know, your principal takes the parent side, or let's not make them upset because they'll cause a problem with the administration and call the news or whatever. So, I think that's where the, it, you know, where it all breaks down is the the parents taking control mm. of the situation
0: so mm-hmm. those are things we opinion. don't think about in the public right. you know i i see it from the outside and think well it's politics or about money or the day number of days they're in the class right. or all right. of these things right. or statistics yeah. and tests but i never really thought about it coming from the other side on the parents right
1: yeah i mean absolutely i i mean it's on them and nobody's doing anything about it they're just continuing to let technology raise their kids and there's not that bond with the with the parent and the, the kid anymore and they're just not taking responsibility for their actions so which is yeah. you know completely different than how we raise our kids so <laughs> and I think yeah. I'm probably over the top because <clears throat> that's the situation we're in and I want my kids to know that you're responsible for everything you say
0: and do that's yeah. on you You know right. that's
1: not on me that's not on your teacher that's on you
0: mm-hmm. so we have to know. talk to our kids and have those yeah. hard conversations. Yeah. At home. Yeah. No, we're Absolutely. probably way too open and right. forward with our children being right. teenagers and grown adults. But, yeah, you know, I need to say the things that weren't said to me. And right. I need to say the things that were said to me that aren't mm-hmm. being said to the younger generation right now. Absolutely.
1: I agree with that 100%. Absolutely. Yeah. It's different. Um, and it's sad to see it happen. Like just in the last decade of me teaching it just totally flip-flopped and it's not okay so yeah they just have too much control and if they want that much control they should homeschool their kids (laughs) basically want the control without the responsibility that's exactly right they want to tell us what to do and you know we went to school and to be a teacher and I feel like they just don't see it as that I don't know it's just so weird how teachers are um, perceived these days you know whenever yeah. I was a kid like I wanted to be a teacher because they were like the top of the top of yeah you know what you wanted to be when you grew up was a teacher like that was it and now it's not the case and it's sad so
0: yeah i hate to see the burnout but i'm so glad you escaped i am too <laughs> i am too i am too yeah and i live yeah. my best life every day
1: i mean you know there's always setbacks and things but Um, when you do what you love, it's not work and it's not as bad to have to deal with because you love it. So, um, I mean, there's times where I have customers who aren't, um, the easiest to deal with and I just think of it as a challenge to make them happy. Let's see what I can do to make them happy. So yeah, that's, um, a fun part to me too, is kind of break that ice and make them my friends and not, um, be so, I don't know, hard around the edges.
0: So. Yeah. What do you say to that teacher, nurse, person stuck in a corporate or government job that wants to do something else, but doesn't know where to start? Oh, that's a tough one too. Um, I know like we, I have these conversations with family members
1: that are teachers and things like that. And I'm just like, find your passion find something that you like to do. You can't just, I, I feel like, well, you probably could, but you can't quit something. And then go chase something else. You got to kind of do both and see if that's really what you want to do. And just try it a small scale. And, you know, a lot of people, they do have different dreams and aspirations to do different things. But I don't know. I think society also has this cookie cutter box that we all need to live in. And if you're not willing to step outside that box, you're definitely not going to be able to do anything else. I mean, yeah, that's just the hard truth of the matter. Like you just have to be bold and brave to step outside that box. So
0: yeah, a hundred percent.
1: That's totally me.
0: <laughs> yeah, me too. I, I did.
1: <laughs> I'm kind of a wild one. I like to do things that are not the norm. So I don't like being told what to do.
0: <laughs> right, right. I can imagine that kind of ties into that teacher role as well because there's been a lot of conversations recently about uh you know increasing the the college enrollment rates of Oklahoma mm-hmm. and this. And you know, a lot of people don't see that as necessary. I think we need to increase our Votech enrollment oh, rate. Girl, and yes. Our business and you know, business yes. startup and, and rate yeah. and things like that because it's not for everyone.
1: Mm-hmm. You're exactly right. And that's funny you say that because our oldest who will be a senior um is going to the Votech in the fall for electrician work. And like, he already has his whole life planned out. Like he's going to do that. He's going to start his own business and we are here for it. Like growing up, both my husband and I, that our parents weren't like that. It was, you're going to college, you're going to do this, you know, just continuing to stay in that tiny little box of what, you know, they think you should be as an adult. And they didn't support anything we wanted to do that was outside that box. So, you know, my husband's dream, he was like, he's super funny. He wanted to be a comedian and his mom told him he wasn't that funny. So that oh like killed ha. his dream. And she may have not even meant it like that. You know what I mean? Like, you know, yeah, I mean? yeah. but that like killed his dream. So I think we, we probably go and my, and same for me, like I, I wanted to be an interior decorator. Like that was where my passion was at the time. And my parents like, absolutely not. You can't make any money doing that. You have to be a school teacher. Like, that's what you've wanted to be since you were, you know, second grade, like you're doing that. And so I did it. And I, of course I love the kids, but it's just, it wasn't where my heart was. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. I love the kids, but it wasn't my passion. But, um, with our personal kids, like we probably go above and beyond that, like we'll support whatever you want to do, whatever you, your little heart desires, we're going to, we are here for it. So okay.
0: yeah. Yeah.
1: And he doesn't want to go to college. He wants to do this. We'll see what happens. He may go and may hate it and decide to go to college, but I'm like, that's that's the joy of trying things out and finding your niche, basically. So yeah. anyway. And our 100%. mid-kid, who's 14, uh thinks he's gonna be a rock star. Like he's legit awesome at the guitar. And All right. we're just here for it. I mean, live your best life, basically, is how yeah. Our motto here
0: at this house. So. Me too. Oh man, get it. That's that's the only way to raise them. I love it. Right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Hundred percent. Well, I'm so happy that you decided to get on the show today. Thank you so Me much. Me too. Me too. This I'm looking at so your fun. artwork. Yes. Girl. Go off that yes. tattoo, girl. Oh, that's yeah. gorgeous. And then I
1: just got the inside done over the winter. Okay, how so hard was that? I, that I'm not that there.
0: Sucked.
1: It sucked really, really bad. Um, <laughs> I think I, oh, yeah. I did two sessions. I did the outline work, and then he was like, Hey, you want to do the color? And I was like, Absolutely not. Because, you know, the color, they like, I feel like they, yeah, your it's skin. worse. It's awful. Yeah. Yes. So I had to go back for the second session for that. But um, this one over here, like mermaids are my um, kind of my jam. So oh, yeah. Mermaid there. And then, um, this mermaid in the middle, which is kind of hard to see with all this stuff going on, no, but sure. you know how most people do, um, like they have their kids' names on their wrists or whatever. Uh-huh. And I was like, I, I, I can't do that. That's not me. That's like in the box, what people do, right. I have to do something different. So of course I did a mermaid and inside the mermaid are different items that represent different people in our family. So like there's ah. a paintbrush for me, um, robin who our youngest son is named after um let's see what else there's a batman symbol song. oh yep because our mid kid was obsessed with batman at the time boba fit helmet for my husband star wars yeah. just just different things that represent our family at the
0: time um, i love that of, yeah
1: so that's just my take on writing your kid's
0: name on your wrist <laughs> yeah think outside the box oh my gosh i love the mermaid tattoo that's where how'd you get yeah. into mermaids I, I don't really know,
1: I, I guess, cause they're so elusive,
0: <laughs> I don't know, yeah, and yeah. magical and,
1: um, it's just kind of my jam. So and when I was teaching, you know, I would get so many gifts, mermaid gifts and things from yeah. my kids in class, cause they knew that was my jam. So I miss that kind of stuff. Just having that connection with the kids, stuff that I love and they'd wear like a mermaid shirt. Like, look, look what I have on today, you know? So I do miss that kind of stuff, but did you um, keep some
0: of the little things from over the years? Oh, I
1: can't, I keep everything. I keep everything. So it's yeah. And I mean, now I don't know who, what came from who or whatever, but there are a few things that I'm like, Oh, that I remember who gave it to me and stuff. So yeah. Yeah. Yes. That's me every day,
0: all day long. (laughs) I love it well tell the guests where they can find you if they want to have a class or participate in a class or get something custom made from paint it pretty yeah
1: so you can find me at um on facebook um, at paint it pretty and um, instagram too and then my website is paintitpretty.net so and you can there's a link there yeah there's a link
0: there where you can ask questions and things like that so yeah Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Amanda. It's thank been a pleasure. Thank you for having me.
1: It thank was so much being, fun.
0: Thank you for what you're giving back to this community and what you're doing for your clients. And thank you for being a queen that leads. Ah, thank
1: you for having me. It was so much fun.